1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. I speak a lot about this. I love connecting with fellow recruiters everywhere across the U.S. and abroad. And it's always great to share war stories, talk shop, and learn a thing or two for some real pros. And my guest today is a rock star in the world of tech recruitment. Based in the Bay Area, Brianna Rooney. She is, aka the Millionaire Recruiter, is a founder of Techies, a highly successful San Fran-based tech recruitment firm. She also owns a top 100 restaurant, Mouthful Eatery, has an amazing chef of a husband and two little kids, Diego Danger, that, that is his real middle name, I love it, He's five, <laughs> and a sweet little girl, Lima Ariel, she is two years old. Techies is a firm that places highly sought-after software professionals with high-profile companies, in the Bay Area. It is a hotbed there, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Nice. Yeah, she takes takes a matchmaking approach to recruitment, something that I really believe in. And hiring is too similar to dating. If you want to do it right, you got to take the thoughtful road without all the fluff. The saying, fire fast and hire slow does not work in the Bay Area nor New York. And you need to fire fast and hire even faster. And the other thing that I really admire um, about Brianna is her approach to training within our field. The, the industry as a whole is not trained well, and everyone thinks they could jump into it. So Brianna came out with the com, a three-hour e-course that's interactive and professionally well done, and trains you like if you were in her office, learning from her directly. And we'll dig into that and a whole lot more. I'm excited to have her on today. Brianna, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Adam. Wow, quite, a, quite an introduction.
1: <laughs> I try. I, lo- I love doing the intros. I think it sets it up, and it really kind of tells my audience kind of who you are, but I'd love if you could kind of dig in a little bit and, and tell us a little bit of your origin story.
0: Yeah, actually, I was just, um, I've always been kind of a free spirit and, and I was always money motivated. Uh, both of my, you know, my stepdad and my dad, they, they own their own business. And it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And yeah, um, my dad always told me, well, you we have to at least make a hundred thousand. And, you know, that was just kind of like that, you know, that, that bar that was set ever since I was little. And so it was just like, okay, right. cool. Um, but I, I went into fashion I went to them in LA and <laughs> realized that that was uh, the most uh, wa- waste of time and expensive waste of time I've ever had. But uh, it is what it is. It was my passion at the time. And then I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to open up my own boutique and I'm going to do this, these designs and stuff like that. And I was like, Brianna, seriously, you need so much money to do that? Like, where did you think you were going to get that money? <laughs> so it's just so funny that it took me like a couple years to realize that. Like, I didn't realize that in school.
1: No, uh, I realized it, that.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's so silly. I mean, that's a whole other subject that I shouldn't uh, dig into, I guess now. But um, yeah, so then I went to um, bartending school and I'm like, oh, that sounds super fun and, and partied and had a great time and then realized... Man, this is. I think I need to start growing up a little bit. And by growing up, I mean, I need to like actually have a real career, one that I don't have to take a taxi home to at like three in the morning, you know? Right. Um, so, it, yeah, I was just kind of a, a little bit lost and just like, you oh, know, I'll just go into sales. But it's like, what did that mean? And I went on a couple, you know, really funny interviews where it's like they trick you. You know, there was this one where it's like Mar- marketing, like sports marketing. And I was like, a, you know, a super late, you know, Laker fan, Dodger fan, all that stuff. I'm like, that's awesome. And then you realize you're going door to door with that Papa John's. (laughs)
1: Selling knives. I I got almost roped into that selling knives uh, scam. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's so funny. I'm like, how could they, like, what is this? And actually it was my, a really good friend of mine that was in financial recruiting. She goes, Hey, I think you could just nail this. I I think that this is just like a a fit for your personality. And I was like, huh. Okay. And then no joke. At the same time, during my dinner with her, I get a phone call from um, someone that saw my resume on Monster. And he goes like, hey, have you heard of recruiting? I'm like, actually, I now have. And so I went to talk to him the next day and uh, got the job. And uh, the, the owner of the company goes, hey, how much do you want to make? And I'm thinking, hmm. is, he, is he serious? Like, what do you mean, how much do I want to make? I want to make know. a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so I said 300000 with a total straight face because I was like, well, why not, right? Go big. Yeah. And he goes, okay, cool. You're hired. I was like, so wait, am I making $300,000?
1: <laughs> nope, nope, nope.
0: No. So anyway, I, I got into recruiting um literally just by by the, you know, mistake or fade or whatever you want to call it, right? And realized I loved it from the second I did it. And it was just like this matchmaking experience that I enjoy with my personal life. And it was like, oh, this is just this is easy. Like, like, what do you mean? You, you take someone that's super smart, you move them to another awesome company and that you get them a raise. Like that all makes sense to me. And um, anyways, so flash forward, it's almost like two years I was making, you know, over a hundred K and thought that that was normal. I was 23 years old and then something big happened that it didn't sit with me well. It was almost like an epiphany. I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. This is actually super powerful. I feel like I was just kind of growing up you know, and realizing things that mattered. And, um, I walked out, I said, I don't like this. I don't like it. And, and that's it. And he was like, Oh no, 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 no. Hold on. If, if I fix this problem, cause it was kind of an employee issue, not kind of, it was, <laughs> yeah. but, um, he goes, no, no, I'll, I'll fix this. Give me till Tuesday. It was a Friday. I go, all right, cool. I celebrated, you know, um, out with everybody, you know, just, oh yeah, I'm such a rebel, right? You know, my mom cried like the full shebang. She's like, why would you leave your job? You know, you're so young, you're making all this money, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, I I was at a Laker game and uh, my stepdad goes, he goes, I'm confused. So you're just planning on going back? I go, yeah, he's just going to call me on Tuesday and I'm going to get a better deal and we're good. And he goes, okay, but what does he do for you that you can't do for yourself? Exactly. Huh? And my hmm. answer
1: was, no,
0: I don't think anything. <laughs> and anyways, I, it was just like that little moment that sparked something, and then Tuesday came and went, and he didn't call me.
1: Hmm.
0: And I'm like, well, Wednesday morning, I got on Legal Zoom and. Made techies. And um, it, what was funny is about three hours later, he called me. And I go, sorry, so it's late. it's Wednesday. So it's <laughs> he said Tuesday. So yeah, and that I, was it.
1: I love it. I love it. And, it, and it's so interesting too because hearing other recruiters, how they got into recruiting, I've only met a couple of real, true, lifelong recruiters. And one of them is one of my close friends who got me into recruiting. He did it right out of school but not many people come out of school or, or say I want to grow up and I want to be a recruiter oh, um, and, nice and hearing people's nice journey nice. is incredible and I love that you had that moment that epiphany where you said you know what I could do this on my own And we talked about it on on our on our networking call before before this podcast you know my epiphany was I was working at an agency and it was just it just wasn't there and my wife said to me it was that moment she's like why do you need to keep working for them can't you do this shit on your own and I <laughs> it, but literally it was like a one second I'm like yes yeah, yes. what are they providing for you? And, that, and that's when I launched my own business. So let's, so let's dig into it. I mean, this is recruiter talk, recruiter on recruiter. We're going to talk about this a little bit. So, you know, for companies, why is getting the right recruiter so important? Why is it critical? To, I mean, there's so, the market is flooded. I mean, with, oh, with, parties, with the overseas, I mean, anyone and everyone and their mother thinks they could be a recruiter these days. So why is it so important that a company aligns themselves with the best recruiter?
0: Oh my God! Just for a sheer time factor, I think is a huge one. You know what's so interesting to me is that companies still I don't think grasp what we do. I think they and and even like maybe just on the outside looking in um, on the on our industry, they just think that we find resumes. We somehow magically find these people and we send the resume and that's all we do. And I think that if a company can't grasp. That or you know realize how important we are, they're gonna always have trouble hiring. It's because they don't know what the core is. So you know, as a company, getting the recruiter, I mean, they need we need you need to like actually quiz them a little bit. Like, what do you know? Where have you placed people? Like, why are you the fit for me? And I think that also that fit needs to be you know in the realm of their specialty. And I think that if you come across you know a recruiting um, company that doesn't have a specialty, I think there's a problem there too.
1: Yeah, broad joke. I mean, it's about being niche and it's about being an expert in your field. Because if you're also an expert in your field and you're a good recruiter, that's going to be your, your pipeline um, and, and your network. Is what, what companies are paying us for is our value and our relationships, our mm-hmm. speed, our tenacity and being able to really flesh out and bring the best talent to the surface. Um, so from your perspective, could you tell our audience here, you know? What do good recruiters do really well, and, and why does a candidate need to work with us?
0: Oh, that I love. You know what's great? Uh, I love being able to read between the lines. So like, we'll have like an intake call with a candidate, for example, and they'll say, oh, I want X, Y, Z, or I want to go into managing or whatever they tell us, right? And you're going, okay, here's what I'm hearing you know, because a lot of people, they go into a job search, they don't know what they want. And they're just going based right. off of what their friends say, what mm-hmm. their family says, you should but
1: be doing that, this, you need to ask for this much money. But are uh, it's about the motivation.
0: It, it is. And so then when you dig a little bit, and it's not like, hey, why are you looking? Well, because you know, I think it's time. That's not an answer. So the good recruiter will dig as to why they're actually what their main motivator is, because that's not an answer. And I think that that will set any recruiter aside. And then what's amazing is when you have a candidate, because you read through the lines, because you understood what, what the, their core was, you put them at a company they didn't know of, they wouldn't have thought they liked, and maybe even at a position they didn't know they wanted. So those I think are the huge wins. And that's how a candidate wins too, because more often than not, a candidate goes somewhere that they didn't realize they wanted.
1: Yeah. And I talk about that all the time with, with candidates and I'm preparing them for interviews. And I'm like, <laughs> preparation is key. And you have those candidates that are like on the fence. They don't know if they want it. And then they go into the interview and they didn't prepare. They didn't do their homework. They weren't sharp enough. And they bomb it. And they walk out and they call me, Adam, I wish I listened to you. I wish I did it. I love that job. I want it. And I feel like I just did a crappy uh-huh. job. And I'm like, dude, you have you have to listen to me. So one of the things that really, really aggravates me um, across LinkedIn, is just the consistent recruiter bashing. It is no. Nonstop, it is. They are bucketing us all together. They are mm-hmm. generalizing. I mean, I get trolled on LinkedIn. Like, I'll have feeds talking about something positive or negative, and maybe I'm bitching about an experience that I had. Or like, even giving candidates advice. On what, for example, I had a post last week about what happens, like technically, when you decline an email. And I spoke about it, meaning when you decline an email, you will never be able to receive a communication from me ever again. And it was just very tactical and very factual. And the amount of trolling that went into bashing, and we're talking like people that were third connections removed from me, was hopping on board. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, oh my gosh, you need to stop this because A, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm literally talking technically, um, you know, what, what happens if you decline. I'm like, just back up. So getting, getting back to the question here, you know, wh- why do you see us getting bashed and what can we do about it?
0: you know what that's actually why i did the millionaire recruiter thing uh with the e-course and stuff like that because i'm just so tired of our industry getting a bad rep um again it's it's i think it's just lack of knowledge i think that no one wants to um to give us credit for things and they want to take the credit and they're like oh you know i mean it, it comes down to i have some companies who like, you know, you work with internal recruiters now. I think that's like a really common thing. If a company is not an internal recruiter, right. you're like, wow, it's <laughs> shocking. And to the point where it's like, we, we want to own that candidate because they want to feel like they closed the candidate themselves. It's just right. like a pissing, a pissing war. It's like, right. you know, first of all, we should all have the same goals. You want this company to succeed. You need this company needs to grow. So how do we get this message out? And, you know, on a totally like bigger platform, you know, like, um, like Tony Robbins, he has these Who? giant real, Tony to- Robbins? Oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this giant real estate, you know, conference, um, it's all these wealth management, Magic Johnson's there. You know, it's just like this crazy events that he holds, right? Thou- thousands and thousands of people see him you pay tons of money to see him. Why are we pitching the real estate market when you need a license, you need money, you need other things that go into it. You need a network, you need time. Um, you're always on call. You're working every weekend. Mm-hmm. Why are we not flipping that and putting the recruiting industry in that?
1: It's tough too. And I, and you know, my wife's an attorney, we talk about this all the time. And, and I think attorneys get that bad rap also. It's a few bad apples that spoiled the bunch. They, they give us good ones, a bad name. And it's a little, little side note on that. I was having a conversation the other day on my podcast about the idea of some kind of governing body or some kind of license, whether you know, real estate agents need to be licensed, uh-huh. people that sell insurance need to be licensed. In my opinion, there should be some kind of licensing for recruiters where you've gone through a training, um, whether it be yours or some, agree kind of, with you. mm-hmm. where it's some kind of governing body. It doesn't even have to be a government thing, but some, something where you, know, you could say, hey, I am certified by X, Y, and Z, and that shows that you went through a certain kind of training, that you understand some certain HR things about like in certain states where you can't ask for compensation. Um, you know, the right way to do that. Understanding, you know, visas and sponsorship and the right way to ask that. And I think that's what's, what's missing here. And it's the wild west. There's no barrier to entry and recruiting. Anyone could be a, re- a recruiter. Not everyone could be a real estate agent to be a licensed real estate agent. So let's, let's talk about the training. And that kind of got to that, you know, the millionaire recruiter. Let's talk a little bit about your training. And I'd really, before we get into the training, like what was the impetus behind it? What said, Brianna, I got to create this thing. Yeah,
0: actually what did is because I started having companies ask me to train their in-house recruiters. And I was like, okay, right. it was, it's lucrative to a certain extent, but really it takes, it takes it away. And I just didn't time. have the infrastructure, you know, exactly time. I don't have the infrastructure for it. And I would much rather be in the office, you know, trying to find my own people um, than, than do that. So, you know, it became like, well, you know what, there's all these e-courses. And then I would just realized I need to start paying it forward and frustrated like you are with how shitty our our recruiter name is you know if if you google you know a recruiter is it's like you get just nasty
1: stuff bad
0: just it's awful and so i'm like you know what i'm so tired of having secrets Uh, where i used to work before it was all about no you keep your secrets it's a little sharky environment you know whatever i'm like why is there secrets let's just have it finally be an awesome industry a badass career and like how you can make a ton of money you know what's crazy to me is like we're making better money than the people who have their PhDs from Carnegie Mellon you know it's like that's real it's it's so, like, it's so true,
1: it's, it's, so yeah. true. It's, it's real it's real money and it really it's real. it's, but we work for it
0: a to- oh totally yeah I, and, it's a,
1: and it's a risk factor too so if you're doing straight contingency anyone out there like who doesn't understand we do not get paid unless yeah. we place a candidate we could put in three months we could put in all our time and not get a single Dying from that. And that's why we're able to command a higher fee. It's the amount of work that goes into the actual close.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cool. Awesome. And I certainly appreciate that. So switching gears a little bit, um, you know, on the, on the personal side, I mean, you built an incredible business. You have two young kids at home, a husband. How do you balance, you know, running this successful firm with managing your family? What, what's your secret? <laughs>
0: My secret is I, I have this really amazing compartment in my brain that I can turn on and off. <laughs> so I walk into the door at Techies as the CEO of Techies, as a recruiter, and I leave and walk into my house as the mom of my house. You know, the, the mom, the, um, you know, I, I'm fun, but I'm strict and it's. Right. You know, Like it has to, I have to just keep it separate and for my kids and, and they don't see me on the phone unless I absolutely, unless I have an offer that has to somehow go out or, or they have to have a response as a deadline. I will check a little bit on my phone, but I put that thing away. I actually put it upstairs.
1: I got to tell you something that is that is my biggest problem. I, yeah. I am I'm addicted to my phone, and can't and, do it. and I and I get shit on by my wife. I, get, I even get yeah. my 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 seven year old made like a penalty card that she hands oh. me now if I'm on my phone. So
0: Adam, come and it's, on, it's
1: hard, and, and I try to explain. Like, listen, the, the rational side of it is like, hey, listen, a lot of people can't get back to me because they they can't talk during work hours, right? And that's kind of it. But you know what? I, I need to be more present, and that's something I'm really going to try to work on to take my phone and physically. Put it, put it yep. away from me. I, think, I, put it, I put it
0: upstairs. I charge it. Great. It's on silent. If I have both of my kids, there's no reason for my phone.
1: Yeah, and then I found my ten-month-old now just steals the phone from me. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't, and he starts chewing. I'm like, dude, I'm like, Oliver, his name's Oliver. I'm like, dude, that's gross. Like you don't, daddy's phone is is, is nasty. Oh, yeah. No,
0: I, I don't let them touch my phone or anything. It's just, it's gone. Cause I don't, I also that's hate good advice. I have, like, social media and like the phones are just, you know, destroying kids' lives, I think. You know, I mean, that's on a serious level, but yeah, I, I keep that stuff away.
1: You know, and, and, and I agree on that. And that's something, that's something I gotta do better. So let's, let's switch gears and talk a little bit about the job seeker. And I want to get into that mindset and attitude. And I talk about this all the time. For me, the best candidate is the one that's motivated to make a move because a lot of times you start the conversation and, and they'll either be super active, maybe they got let go, maybe something happened and they're on the job market. But a lot of times I say that clients aren't paying me necessarily to find somebody who's out of work. They're trying to find somebody who's actually right. happy in their job and, and mm-hmm. may not know what they're, they're actually looking for. So what is that right mindset and attitude when, when being in the job search, or starting a new search?
0: Yeah. So that's kind of a hard one because you have like, you don't want, exactly. You don't want someone super active, but yet you have to have them active enough. And these days I feel like the moment I talk to someone not actively looking, you get them on one call or you get off the call with them and now they're actively looking. And then it's just, so at that point, it's just all about, you know, building that relationship on that first call or even first email, you know, not everyone likes to talk on the phone. So I think what's really important as a recruiter is you need to speak through email if you can't speak through email, you're going to have some issues.
1: Right. And texting too. I mean, I'm big on text texting. now with candidates. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no yeah. We, we actually use, um, text recruit, which I think is pretty cool. It's just like a, you know, it's, it's just if you don't want your personal number out there, that's kind of
1: kind of goes your personal number through just an anonymous. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, yeah. That's
1: pretty cool. So let's, let's take it to a, like a personal side. If, if you don't mind, sure. what is a great single, greatest piece of advice that you have ever received?
0: Mm. Uh, I would say to never ever fear failure or success because I think those are two separate things that um, and another one that kind of goes hand in hand is to never think you just do and then therefore when you make those mistakes when you make those failures you that is like the most important you know lesson you could ever learn you know, it's not something you can pay for. Right. You just made them, you figured it out and you're not going to do it again.
1: That's, that's fantastic. And what has been the biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from it?
0: <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, the biggest failure I would definitely say is letting people in too much as far as um, like hiring goes. Um, you know, like I would, I would make that like a majority rules kind of a thing. And you know what, at the end of the day, I have to go with my gut And my gut wins every single time, and so I I didn't do that on a few hires. And every single hire that I did that on, I regretted it and I fired them. And it like took a lot of time. I mean, you know how it's hard to find people, it's hard to get rid of people, like all of those things. So it's just you know the um, I I think people say, hey, fire fast, hire slow. I think it's hire fast and fire fast. (laughs) I think it's both.
1: Yeah, you yeah. Got, sometimes you got to make tough decisions and, and, and go with it. So two questions to wrap it up that I ask every, every guest on the podcast. Brianna, what, what is your superpower? And I'm not talking about being invisible or, you know, being sub, superhuman strength, but what is your superpower that makes you different than everybody else?
0: I am stress-free.
1: <laughs> I don't know how you do that as a recruiter. How? How?
0: You know what? I, I have this thing, you know, I, I've actually researched it, um, a smile I have a constant smile at, at any given time. I'm in a bad mood, something happens, whatever the heck it is. I'm overwhelmed. By the way, I look at being overwhelmed as a good thing and not a bad thing. Hmm. I look at it as like, you know, a super positive. And so I just put this ginormous smile on my face and it triggers something and it just lets me chill. So you, have just, a, you
1: have a resting smile face.
0: Yes, I have a resting <laughs> smile face. Exactly. Oh, I'm going to make that. I like that resting smile face.
1: That's, that's, that's amazing. Exactly. I love it. And- you know when when things when things aren't going so well and you got to kind of put that smile out there um you know what what do you and th- when things are going great you know when when you're showing gratitude and everything's going well what what is your north star that you look to
0: probably my kids and you know i I, I, you know, I have a, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, right? And I would say that, you know, before them, I had the same motivation. I was just as hungry. I was just as motivated. Like all of that, all of that stuff. Like, you know, I wanted to retire when I was thirty. By the way, I'm 34, <laughs> so I'm going to retire when I'm 40 now. Okay. Um, but, uh, but you know, with the kids and time, and we kind of brushed on that a little bit. It's just time is such a huge factor that I have actually became probably double as efficient since, since having kids. And so I constantly think about that. Like I have to go do this. I have to go do that. I want to be flexible. I can't be a slave to work, but yet at the same time, I want to build an empire. So right. you know, how do I do both? And I think as, you know, I don't know if it's just a woman thing or not, but you know, they look at you and be like, no, you can either be a really good mom or you can be a really good business person. There's no both. And I think that's bullshit.
1: I, I, I completely agree with you. And it's funny too. So, you know, when, when I started my own business, I mean, it took everything that I've learned in the last 20 years and really brought it to life. It brought all the strengths up my, my efficiency and it, it kind of harnessed my OCD and mm-hmm. turned it into, into a positive to be, to be more efficient. Um, Brianna, this, this was awesome. And I, and I really can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, you know, I hope that we can continue to build this relationship and you know, yeah. bringing knowledge to everybody. So, so closing thoughts here. I keep saying it. Recruitment is an equation. It's a delicate dance, so to speak. And Brianna has a great quote on her LinkedIn page. It says, quote, To sum it up, I'm a great matchmaker. That's right, the world's best wingman or wingwoman. Try me, I dare you. No matter how hard the search, or how picky the engineer, I will always say, challenge accepted, quote, Barney Stinson. (laughs) And recruiting isn't for everyone. It really is not, people try it all the time. And it takes a special breed, like with any sales or commission-based profession, the top of the top are the ones who kill it, and you need to give yourself every advantage. So learn from the best, pros like Brianna, Invest in yourself, invest in training, and the ROI will be tremendous. And I really hope that the tips and advice that you provided today will help you be a better recruiter, a better hiring manager, or a better candidate. And this is the type of advice you need to harness your inner tenacity to drive your career forward. Brianna, where could folks find you? Where could they connect with you?
0: Yeah, you can get me on LinkedIn, of course, Uh, Brianna Rooney, R-O-O-N-E-Y. Uh, techies.com, T-E-C-H-E-E-S.com, or you know, if you want to further your career in recruiting or you know start out, then the themillionairerecruiter.com as well. All sorts of stuff.
1: That's incredible, and I'll have all the links below when I put this one out here. Brianna, thank you so much for joining me. I greatly appreciate it.
0: Adam, thank you. It's super cool to talk to a recruiter who actually knows what he's doing.
1: (laughs) I, I try. I try. And to everyone listening, thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Please follow us on all the social media. Links will be below. Subscribe, comment, and remember, I implore you, take your online, offline, and the magic will happen. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever, but for
0: us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our
1: next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.